Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Roadshow. For joining us again for the second backstage road show. Yes, if you want to hear the first, you got to go all the way back to the first season when we were en route to where were we going? Somewhere uh, in Jersey, Burlington. Burlington, Burlington right. County Players. And we are similarly on en route to an interview now. Yes, we're heading out to Langhorn Players, and you can tune into that interview, or possibly you've already tuned into it. It depends on when we air it. Yes, we're on our way to Langhorn Players as we record this, but that that episode may have already aired. So, oh well. Yes. Out if it hasn't aired, probably listen for it next week. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, so, once again, while in route, we decided to take this opportunity to make another episode. Yes, because, you know, if we're going to be in the car for 45 minutes, we may as well do some recording. Because, goodness knows, Glenn and I can't engage in small talk on the way to somewhere. N- not unless it's being recorded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this time, we, last time we talked about transportation as an actor, director, whatever, going to theaters and things like that. This time, our goal is to talk about depictions of transportation on stage. Yeah, and that's a bit of a sticky wicket because a stage set typically is designed to be stationary. Yes, it is, particularly with community theater. Yeah, and incorporating elements of uh, set pieces that are supposed to be moving, that's kind of tricky. It, It requires a massive amount of suspension of disbelief, obviously. And, and a massive amount of space, depending on how much you want to move things around. Well, not necessarily. I guess it depends on the size of the vehicle you're trying to depict. That, that's true. I suppose a bicycle you could easily ride across a uh, theater stage. You could have a bicycle, even, yeah, in exactly. that case. Exactly. That's kind of what I meant. <laughs> or uh, roller skates. I yeah. saw a show at Village Players of Hepper one time called Three Bags Full, and one of the actors had to come out riding on roller skates. But does that even qualify as transportation? Why not? It has I wheels. Know. I suppose. Does everything with wheels transportation? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's about as equally compared to a bicycle. I mean, it's something that's yeah. self-propelled with wheels. I suppose so. <laughs> so why not? Yeah. I mean, that's the easier stuff, relatively speaking. The harder stuff is when we're talking, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, yes. And that's... that starts to get tricky and again you're not going to be driving a car across your stage unless you've got some ginormous broadway production i guess you could do something like that not necessarily uh back my high school this is before i went to high school but my Mm -hmm. high school did a production of greece and i believe they had sort of a cutout of the side of a car okay so i think that, that gets into like the solutions to the problem because it's just a side a cutout of a side of a car it's not an actual car yeah i don't think it was a real car i think it was just a set piece, So I think that is one of the solutions to the problem. In that case, it was. But given that probably most community theaters would not have the budget for that, that would probably not. You're be a little bit like, unlikely. If you're lucky, you might get like a, a painted sort of thing. Like a... Like a, a flat. Yeah, yeah. A flat. two-dimensional wooden car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you just suggest it by having, you know, people sitting down. Sorry, there's... It's raining today, so yeah, you're probably that hearing rain. Yeah, that you might be hearing the rain windshield. in addition to the uh, the engine noise and all of that fun stuff. Sorry, yep. that's why it's a road show. Exactly. Got to get the real feel of being out on the road. <laughs> on the plus side, this is local roads, so yes, you get momentary stops and a little bit of silence, and then engine noise. Yes, last time we were going across a bridge and on a highway. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Crossing state lines. Mm-hmm. Not this time. 
Anywho, so so yeah, difficulties are size and uh, of the stage size of the, you're not fitting an airplane or a train on there. Maybe if you're super lucky, you could be large enough for a car, but even if you're large enough, you can't do that. It just so pieces are representational. Yeah, it maybe works best if you happen to have a space where you maybe have a section off to the side that you can use. Mm-hmm. Or what I've seen done is depicting something in front of a curtain. Say the the show is a unit set primarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might depict a car scene, for example, in front of the curtain. Yeah, yeah, that could work. And then it's a decision like, are you getting actual car seats to use on stage? Are you just sitting in chairs? Uh, somebody could be like holding a steering wheel or something. Yeah, there's, that, a, there's a number of different ways you can do that it. That really depends on your budget and how much you'd rather try to have some literal elements and props to work with versus the fact that you know you're never really going to get all the way there. Right. So miming is certainly another option or route to take in those cases, I think. Yeah. So I can remember seeing things like, I think one good example of a, a larger piece of transportation on stage is the musical Titanic. <laughs> which is a huge show. Do they show. fit a whole boat on the stage? Well, that's the thing. When it's on Broadway, when I saw it there, there it was literally a three-level stage. My goodness. And the entire thing tilted. Like, probably oh, wow. about 30 degrees. Um, they had people in, like, the crow's nests and stuff, which literally came down out of the ceiling. Oh, wow. It was a... But, I mean, community theater, I've seen now that Titanic has shown up in community theaters... I know Barley Sheaf did it. I think, I want to say Salt might have done it. The same production or a no, different adaptation? Different. I, I mean, it's the same musical. Oh, okay. It's the musical Titanic. Yeah. I don't, I, are there other adaptations of it? I'm not sure. I just figured it's a popular enough topic that... True. There might be multiple plays about it. Yeah. But this well, is the musical. I believe your wife was in one that was sort of related to it. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> but that does, that's post-Titanic. Yes, the, the actual yeah. ship was not in that show. Yes. So Titanic the Musical, uh, like I said, the Broadway production was huge and really involved. When they did it at Barley's Sheaf, you're obviously not tilting the entire stage. You're not? You're not getting a three-level stage. You're not doing any of this stuff. You're not lowering crow's nests out of the ceiling. Well, they have the bil- they, they might have had the ability to do that. I suppose they do have the, the attic space and the one opening, but generally speaking. <laughs> so what they did, they relied a lot more on, well, acting. and they <laughs> Acting! Had, yes. They had the side ramps that they used sometimes, and they yes. had people basically acting like the entire thing was tilting. Which, oh, like on Star Trek or something. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Whenever the bridge is getting knocked right, around. Right, right. It's that sort of thing where, you know, Star Trek, they just move side to side to indicate the, the ship getting jolted from yeah, the way. Yeah. This one, they were just all going the same way because right. the entire ship was just tilting. Brilliant. Yeah, it worked quite well. I, I was surprised with that. That kind of... Is a gray area because yes, it, it the whole premise is that you're on a giant piece of transportation, but yeah. at the same time, it's kind of almost representative of something you think of as more stationary. Yeah, I mean, when you're on Relatively a giant speaking. cruise ship, it's not really moving for the most part. It's like a floating hotel on wheels. Yes, or not on wheels well, not on, on the wheels. water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't floating hotel on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. They just, yeah, it worked quite well to just have the actors represent when, when you're dealing with the movement of the whole ship. Yeah. Understandably. Now, another probably well-known example of transportation in a show would be the Music Man. Yes. 
Now that's something that you know we've talked about where I was in back in fifth grade, so I'm a little more familiar. And with I was it. in it in high school. There you go. So we both know the show. That has a uh, like a train scene. I guess it's when that's Harold Hill first, first coming in there. Yeah, it's actually his rival salesman, Charlie Cow, I believe, is kind of the main character of the scene. Who's mm-hmm. uh, you know he's having a conversation with the other traveling salesman about their business and whatnot, and right, it's all on a train, and a lot the the music is kind of. Cool timed to the feel that you're on a train. Right, and it has that kind of train-like rhythm, I guess. Yes. That's the, the, the what do you talk, what do you talk? Where do you yep, where do you that's go? right. And that just kind of feels, it makes it feel like you're moving along on a train. Exactly. Through the music, and that so, is a great depiction, I think. Sure, the music really helps set the mood. You know, as far as having a train, you could certainly have, depending on the budget, you could have a backdrop representative of looking out sure. know, from inside, looking out of it. Like a, a moving backdrop kind of thing? doesn't even have to be moving, just having the the, tr- the inner wall of the train with the windows, right? so to speak, Or, you know, out. the train benches, the, the loops to hang on to, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's more bus than train. That would be more bus or subway. This would be, you know, early 1910s era train. Probably mm. wouldn't have that. But And then, again, with choreography, you could have all the actors on stage moving along with the rhythm of the train. Yeah. So, yeah, again, Acting. Acting. <laughs> That is kind of, I think, the theme that we're falling on here is the main way to depict transportation methods on stage is acting because you're not going to get you're not going to get the actual transportation on there. So it comes up with how do you solve that? Do you get pieces of it? Do you get the people moving in the right rhythm, just selling the the bit, pretty much? Yeah, I think no matter what, there's going to be that element of selling it and the audience basically just buying into it because. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it very easily. Yeah. Other than the music, cases. man, when I got into community theater, one of the first shows I did was called The Real Thing. And my first scene on there was on a train. Mm-hmm. So I believe we just had, it was either two chairs next to each other or there might have been some kind of bench. And that represented an entire train. And then my character kind of walked in and it's like, excuse me, is this seat taken? Yeah. And that, I guess... I can't remember if there were sound effects or not as well because that's another. Oh yeah, good way sure. To do that's it. another element to help set the mood is sound effects. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, we've talked about that before. Sound effects go a long way to helping set scenes where you can't. Yeah, where fully depict it with physical it. props or set pieces. Sure, and that's something that often gets overlooked. But you can, sound effects will take you a long way to that suspension of disbelief where people associate the sound. You know, the sound in the background you're hearing now of the cars going by and the rain you can feel that we're in a car driving in the rain Mm -hmm. i mean with theater an uh, overarching theme with theater is it's representational yes and i think this is one of those elements that is that makes that most apparent probably or more apparent than some other things yeah because i think it's just difficult to depict it more realistically than other smaller things might be now, you also directed Treasure Island. And That's true. That, well, let's there, think about that. That, that, probably, that had these, probably features a ship. Sure. It had multiple scenes. It started uh, you know, in a seaside town and then was on board a ship and then landed on an island. So we had to do all of that, and it was a lot of moving parts. But for the ship part, I believe the town had uh, flats behind it that were on hinges, mm-hmm. and then that would open up to like an ocean view. And then we had two flats that turned on their side, and those flats were painted with water on the top, and then the bottom, we actually just put railings in front of it. 
So we had the ship's railing there. Okay. I think we had some rigging. It's convenient with Barley Sheaf that there's, for this at least, that there's a pole in the middle of the stage because, hey, there's your mast. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Clever. I think, I think we hung some uh, rope nets from that. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it, just the railing and the rope nets hanging from the makeshift mast. And that was enough to, to sell it. We didn't do sound effects or anything else. Well, I think, again, in that situation, kind of like what we were talking about with the Titanic earlier, yeah, is that a large enough mode of transportation can more easily be depicted as a set if... Right, because it's pretty much taking up the entire stage. Exactly, if the script calls for it and your budget allows for it, that you can just have it as another set. Yes. Um, it gets more difficult when you're talking about smaller things like, like a car. A car, Because that's yeah. not going to take up the whole stage. Right, or even a small boat or something like that. Sure. There was something... I cannot remember the name of the show... And I really wish I could right now. Tally's Folly. That's it. That was something that I assistant directed years ago. And mm-hmm. there's a scene where there's supposed to be a boat, like a, a rowboat in there. And we just ended up replacing it with a little model a model boat. Just because it wasn't <laughs> necessary, really, for them to ever get in the boat or anything like that. So we just swapped it out for a model boat. And you, it worked. You just reminded me of, I believe it's the show The 39 Steps, which... That, of course, has lots of suspensions of disbelief inherent to its premise because it's, it's basically doing a stage adaptation of the Alfred Hitchcock movie mm-hmm. with four actors. <laughs> but aside from that, I believe one of the scenes involves the characters on a train. And, of course, since it's a lot of minimal sets, you know, there probably was, wouldn't normally be mo- much more than the benches going on. But mm-hmm. uh, one element, I think, to that is that at the end of that scene, maybe, or maybe beginning and end of this scene, possibly... I think uh, one of the productions I saw had, like, a model train going on in the background, okay. like, running along, you know. <laughs> kind of just imagining if you were seeing, like, the establishing shot from a distance of the train. Right. And that, that's kind of what they I kind of like do. that. Yeah, it's, that's, it's that's clever. That's a clever idea, yeah. And I also worked on, speaking of trains, I also worked on sound design for a production of Footloose at Barn Playhouse. Okay. The, uh, the kids' show version. And there's one scene in that involving a train, and that was, I, I guess it was the kids hanging out on a bridge or under a bridge, I forget exactly, and the train's passing over them. All right. Where am, I getting, where am I getting this mixed up with the Lost Boys? I'm not sure <laughs> at this point. At any rate. But the, the, pass, the arrival and passing of the train is all done through sound effects in that case. Okay, they didn't do anything with it, because you could do it with lights as well. If there's a train going overhead, there would be lights going overhead. Good so point. I can't remember if like there that. was lighting associated with that, but you raise a good point that that certainly could be another element to it. Sure. I mean, in that case or in other cases, there have been things where, like, if a car is pulling up outside of whatever house the set depicts, you oh, have yeah, the, yeah. the lights going across a window or whatever. True. That's something that can also happen. I think in productions I've directed, we've only relied on having the sound effects. I think that's probably a little more common. I think generally it's probably easier. Mm-hmm. The car starting effects. up, driving yeah. off, or the yeah. car arriving, fading in. And car doors closing. Yep, yep. Done all sorts of stuff with that. In that case, though, it's a situation where the car isn't in the scene. You just hear right. it from outside of the scene. Well, it's still a depiction of transportation it on is. stage. Or I guess yeah. off stage. Yeah. <laughs> Backstage. <laughs> Yeah. It is the backstage show, after all. Right, and it's a little bit easier to do a backstage. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, the difficulties that we're talking about are when you're depicting your actors on a method of transportation on the stage. Yeah, now, taking this a little bit 
different direction as far as how it might be handled in the writing. I'm thinking back to production of Dracula we worked on. Right. And, of course, the story of Dracula as presented in the novel involves a ton of transportation. It does. There's a lot of back and forth between, I guess, Transylvania and London, right? Correct. And there's uh, parts of it take place on the ship carrying the boxes of Earth. Sure. Trains, wagons. Yeah, you name it. Ships. All of it. And I think a lot of that was taken into account, as you said, with the writing, where there's a scene at the arrival. When the ship arrives there, there is, I guess it's technically a scene on the ship, though, isn't it? Yeah, they it, have the, it would the, be. The skeleton lashed to the ship's work. Correct. And you, in, in this production, you actually had that set piece rolled out from Right. The so we side. had a, a skeleton stra- strapped to a ship's wheel, and that got wheeled on stage, and yep. they basically had a scene with, I think it's Dracula. Dracula's and standing next to it, yeah. Dracula and... Is it Harker that's there? I uh, forget there. Somebody's there. Yeah. Maybe it was Seward. I forget. Yeah, I, I, I forget which one it is as well, but that's something where you're just taking one little piece. I feel like the way Dracula was written was almost like a musical, where there's a lot of short scenes that take place in a lot of different places. Yeah, especially towards the end where, you know, the, the main characters are hunting down Dracula and mm. going back to Transylvania. A lot of that kind of gets glossed over with... And I think that's was, where they, where we had like four or five people standing in different spots on the stage, and you're going from one to the other, explaining what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of right. A lot of uh, explanation in the script. Yes. For that. Plus, we had sort of a montage of sound effects behind it to support it as we went, mm-hmm. with ship noises or train noises and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's really all you can do is get your depictions as much as you can, but. Falling back on those sound effects, I think, is really key with transportation on stage. <laughs> I was remembering back to some of the sounds I recorded for that. Was supposed to be the was it supposed to be the dialogue of was it the crew on the ship? Uh, maybe with the wallet in the background. Yeah, probably. yeah. I'm saying stuff like "Go get the coffin." I don't want to touch it. It smells bad. <laughs> Not that you could understand any of right. this. Oh, that was just a term I just kind of threw out for those of you the who are wallet, not familiar yeah. with "walla." That's basically when you have background voices that you can't really determine what they're saying, but it's just kind of like mumbling in the background. That's referred to as walla. In high school, we used to say, uh, just say watermelon over and over again. Watermelon. I've heard like, uh, just just pick your favorite cereal and just repeat that over and over. Okay. Raisin bran, raisin bran. (laughs) And then if you get, you know, four or five people saying different cereals, that just sounds like background talking. Right. (laughs) But that's getting a little off topic. Anyway, yeah. What does that have to do with transportation? Not a thing. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, to some extent, if you're on a train, there's probably going to be background noises, background yeah, people talking. Yeah, can help to you set the You can throw the, the wall on there. Sure. Why not? I um, feel like there'd be more talking on a train than on an airplane. I don't know why. Yeah, on an airplane, it's people usually are... usually fairly quiet. It's more airplane engine noise in the background. Yes. People aren't really having too many conversations so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, trains and buses would probably be more likely to yes. have that kind of thing. Indeed. I suppose in this day and age, if you've got people in a car, this would have to be written into it, but uh, GPS. <laughs> you got to have the GPS talking to them. as a, That actually, now I want to write that. You have two people in a car having some sort of argument, and the GPS is telling them, like, keeps interrupting them and telling them where to go. Yeah, if you can uh, incorporate that as part of the quote-unquote dialogue. Yeah, exactly. I think that would be really interesting. That would be clever. Boy, don't Somebody's steal that Somebody's probably idea. already yeah. done they're it. They're like, ooh, that's great. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> if they haven't, they're stealing it now. Don't ah. steal it. Copyright uh, 2019, the backstage group. <laughs> LLC? LLC. No. <laughs> we're not LLC. Okay. We're completely independent. So We're, we're it, funding ourselves, which reminds me, go buy a shirt. 
Yes, we have those. Backstage.link. Click on store. Yeah, and our logo, as I commented to Glenn, kind of, our, our new logo kind of looks like a giant lightsaber. I think it looks like a lightsaber in motion. Well, that's true. That, yeah, because it's got that. that sweeping thing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of the uh, motion blur effect. So, Star Wars fans, go buy our shirt. Of course, I don't know which <laughs> faction would be using the yellow lightsabers. No, I don't either. I, I, it's got to be a Jedi, right? That doesn't seem evil enough. Probably not. But, but again, we digress. How about, <laughs> how about depicting spaceships on stage? Probably hasn't been too much call for that, I suppose. Not a lot of uh, science fiction plays? I'd imagine a spaceship is big enough that you'd build a set for that. Yeah, and that's probably true. And have sound effects and maybe lighting. And, and the thing that goes, bing! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that sort of thing was done on, has been done on, like, Star Trek and Star Wars. Sure. Yeah, whatever they Granted, do, just you know, do that on stage, if your budget allows for that. Well, I mean, all of the internal shots, they're just sets. So that's yeah, kind of what I mean. right. I was thinking back to what I've done as far as shows I've been in or directed, and mm -hmm. I think I've generally avoided shows that depict transportation, other than cases where if there was a car approaching or a car leaving. Right. I, I don't think... I think most writers have tended to avoid it because, because of those challenges. Sometimes it, it's going to be a less realistic set. That's the bottom line. Because sure. if you're in a car, if you're on a train, a car for sure... A train or an airplane, you can get the proper seats if you've got the budget to do that because, you know, airplane seats, train seats, bus seats car are seats. fairly distinctive. Even car seats are, are pretty distinctive. So if you have those on stage, but then again, once somebody's sitting in them, you're not really seeing much of it. Right. And then you got to get the seatbelts. Yeah. You question whether or not it's get worth Get a steering it. wheel. Yeah. I've seen that sort of thing too, where somebody's just sitting there holding a loose steering wheel. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember... Uh, I saw a production at Village Players of Hatboro called Dearly Departed, and it had some scenes where two people are talking in a car. And that was a case where, as I alluded to earlier, they closed the curtain for the car scene. Okay, and did they have, like, a steering wheel They may have. I honestly like don't remember. Chairs. It was probably back in 2005 or six. so. Ah. But they were just sitting on a bench. They didn't have car seats in that case. Maybe back, they had chairs. Back in 05. <laughs> back in 05. <laughs> a show I was involved in, although I was not in the scene, the... Night of Monty Python's Flying Circus, mm -hmm. they did the lifeboat sketch as one of them, and it was just, they made the front hull of their little boat, their lifeboat, mm -hmm. I believe, but it was just them, I think, crouched down behind it in that case. Okay. Going, yeah. Still no sign of land, and they had the, I think they had the curtain closed, they were at the front of the stage, and they had the curtain closed behind them, I believe, for that scene, and they just used lighting to kind of suggests the horizon. Right. I think that's kind of the bottom line is we're talking about depictions of transportation on stage and it is, you're not going to get more than a depiction and yeah. it's going to depend on how realistic you need to be with it. A lot of that depends on the type of production you've got. I've seen stuff where if they're on a bus you put a couple of handles on the back of a piece of Luan, cut some holes for the windows, and the characters just kind of carry that across the stage. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it looks like a joke. So It's less realistic. So what you're saying is that they probably should not adapt the movie Speed into a stage play? Probably not. <laughs> Could that you imagine? Would be, that would be difficult. <laughs> All right, now I challenge somebody to go try. Yes. <laughs> I think that would definitely be a little... A little challenging. What about 
What about in the earlier part of that movie where they had it, it's in an elevator? Do you consider that a mode of transportation? I suppose it could be, but that's fairly easy to do. I've had elevators on stage. You have? When I did uh, Getting Away with Murder, the, the whole, a lot of the premise of that is there's two elevators on stage. One of them is working, one of them is broken and just open. Right. So we basically had an open pit on one thing, like a doorway. Yeah. The other one, we had this two-piece door that you kind of pulled from the back with a rope. Oh, like Star Trek again. Kind of, except, I mean, it's like an elevator door. It's not It's not one, it's two pieces. You yeah. know, those elevator doors kind of collapse into each other and right. open. So it was more like that. Like two layers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that worked pretty well. Well, but, at least in that case, you, you only had to see it from the outside, right? Exactly. You didn't have to see it from the back. So. And you didn't have to have a raising and lowering platform. Correct. Unlike Dracula. Yes, well, well, that wasn't really an elevator. That was just kind of him rising up out of the ground. Yeah, room. but it's... But we well, built the elevator for that. that I'm kind of turning, turning this premise on itself because that wasn't necessarily depicting a mode of transportation. It actually was a mode of transportation. This is true. <laughs> I suppose it could have been used to depict a mode of transportation. We could have said he's coming up in an elevator. Yeah, you could have used... <laughs> well, didn't he actually do that? I, I think we have an outtake of that somewhere where he like looks at, his <laughs> fake, at a fake watch. It presses the button. Presses a button, yeah. I seem to remember him doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you could have, I mean, a different show could have easily done that. Yeah. Actually, I want to say they've done something similar at Barley Sheaf because they have that big attic opening that's yeah. right over the stage. And I think at one point they lowered people down on a, a platform that was nearly the size of that opening. So that's like an entire elevator. There you go. So you could certainly do that there. There's not a lot of places that have that ability, though. Because even when you're talking about the barn that has a little bit of fly space, they don't have anything sufficiently sturdy to anchor it to up there. Village Players has been talking about maybe trying to implement, or maybe it's a wish list item to implement mm -hmm. a trap door. Yeah. There is a basement in the place, but I don't know how far forward it goes, like under the stage. That's even the same thing. Like Barley Sheaf definitely could do that, but for whatever reason, they have never put in a trap door. Even if it doesn't, there's maybe three or four feet of space underneath the stage. Mm -hmm. So I guess somebody lowered would have to like crouch down. Yeah, they have that. Again, Barley Sheaf has a raised stage there, but it's definitely a basement directly beneath it. I think it's the dressing rooms, technically, that are beneath the stage. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. At least part of it. The but I guess trapdoors are... Uh, yeah. Other than, uh, other than an elevator, I don't know what a trapdoor could really depict transportation-wise. It's a convenient thing to have for various reasons. But other than, yeah, other than an elevator, I think you're, you're not going to depict much with a trapdoor. I don't know. If you've got any solutions out there that we're not covering, feel free to contact us. You can you can go to backstage.link and click on contact the show and let us know what your thoughts are on depicting transportation on stage. Uh, I've, I would make the general comment that probably most playwrights will recognize that there are all these inherent limitations to depicting transportation. So yeah, a good playwright will handle it accordingly in their script depending on what they envision will be the scope of the production true of the I, I show. think they'd, they'd either let you know how to do it on a small scale if a small scale is necessary they'll usually be something in the description about ideas on how to depict whatever transportation has been scripted sure and that may likely have come from an, uh, an initial production of the show what they did yeah the stage directions you see in there usually are from uh, the initial production. So it could be that, but sometimes they will even say, if you don't have the space for this, you can 
do ABC instead, and that will give you that opportunity to get it straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. Right, because I think the playwrights will recognize, you know, if they want to get their work performed, they have to, in situations like this, I think they have to be flexible and think about different approaches that can accommodate different budgets. Yes, absolutely. I think that about covers it. I think you're right. All right. Might be a probably, somewhat short episode. Probably but more than covers it. Yeah. It's a little difficult to come up with ideas for transportation when we're driving. Yeah, but, and uh, it's it's a lovely drive, too. It's it kind is. of a rather gloomy, dismal, wet day here. Yeah, as you've probably been able to hear in the background, unless we manage to edit out the rain, which I doubt. Unlikely, because it's been coming and going. Yes. So that's about it for this week. Uh, if you haven't already heard our interview, then that will probably be next week. If not, I don't know what will be next week. <laughs> We're uh, making this up as we go. Yes, as always. Going on the fly. But meantime, uh, we do appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. We're available on pretty much every podcast platform at this point. If you hear advertisements, find a different platform because we have not put those advertisements in. We do not get anything from advertising. That was somebody else's handiwork. Yes, some of the platforms automatically add advertising, not us. And watch, we'll now get shut down. Nope, the only the only way we can possibly make any money to keep this podcast going is if you buy some shirts or stuff. Mugs. Uh, you can go to backstage.link and click on store for that. Yeah, we could probably use some more microphones. <laughs> <laughs> microphones are even just keeping that website going and keeping certain things with storage and that sort of stuff that we do have to pay for. Yes, the maintenance fees. Which has been coming out of our pockets. And we'll continue to do so. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to beg you that much. It's not like, if you don't buy a shirt, we won't continue. You could also go to backstage.link and click on contact the show to give us any episode ideas if you have them, or comments, or questions. Sure, we could use those. Please, really, seriously, honestly. And, and on that note, <laughs> thank you for joining us again. And until next time, We'll see you backstage. Bye-bye. Drive safely. Okay, we're recording. We are? Okay. Yes, we are. Well, I guess that means I can go. Outtakes. Is the rain coming through? It's got to be to some extent. I think it is a little yeah. bit, yeah. Depends on when we air it. And depending on... Oh. Why wouldn't we air it in order? <laughs> well, geez, what else do we have to talk about? <laughs> At the end of the road, you're going to turn right, by the way. I'm looking at where this is. Oh, well then. I, I have the directions. Okay. <laughs> That's here. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> okay. I can follow a GPS. I'm good. You don't need to tell me where to go. It looked weird on the map. Sorry. Go to back to... No threats. But Please hey. buy a shirt. Oh my goodness. I sound like a fun drive now. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know either. Kind of right? sounded like roadshow music to me. <laughs> All right. All right. Enough of this time foolery. Ha <laughs> <laughs>